Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, there's been a phrase that's been on my heart for um, about the last year or so, and it's simply this, more, more, more. I've, I, I've had this rolling in my heart, and, and honestly, I've gotten up in the mornings, and sometimes that's the, that's the only thing that I really have to say to God is, more, God, more, more. And I, and, and I, and I remember a couple months ago, I, I, began, I apologized because to, to the Father because I said, Father, I just really don't have anything else to say this morning. I kind of feel, feel uh, a little bad that all I'm saying is more, 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 more. And he said, never despise the cry of your heart. Never despise the cry of your heart, but yield to it. Man, if you only have one word, more. If you only have one word, yes, God. If you have only one word, I'll do it. You know, whatever that is, one little thing for that God's implanted in your heart. Don't despise that thing, but begin to, to nurture that. Begin to go after it. Begin to steward whatever God's saying to you in the season that you're in. And go after it with everything that you are. Because God is wanting to do more in this day than ever before. Amen. I believe... I I just had this as I was driving in this this evening, just thinking about everything that God wants to do. I believe that God wants to do everything he's ever done in every other move. He wants to do that again in this day, minus the perversion of it getting off. Come on. I said he wants to do everything he's ever done all together in one time period, in one season. I, I don't know about you, but that's what my heart, when I'm declaring more, that's what my heart is contending for. I'm contending for something that's bigger than anything that the world has seen before because I actually believe the word of God when it says that the Gentiles will come to the light of your glory. I actually believe that that when the Bible says make, make disciples of nations, that we can actually, as the body of Christ, walk in a place of such glory and such goodness and such power and such love and such authority that, that men begin to turn their eyes away from the distractions of the day, which are at an all-time high, and begin to turn their eyes unto Jesus, looking unto Jesus, and that God would be able to use the body of Christ as he always intended to do, as a beacon of light in this hour and in this day. Yeah, the world may be getting darker and this in the in the season may begin to look darker and more gray and more dismal, but hallelujah the light of the glory of the Lord is shining upon his church and the church is getting brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter I know that some have quit following the Holy Ghost I know that some have tried to shut out the the move of the spirit but I believe what the Lord is saying about his bride glory to God that he's coming back for a glorious church and I choose to see that amongst the people of God and say we are getting brighter and brighter and brighter in this hour and in this day Hallelujah. I'm not buying into what I see with my eyes, but I'm beginning to look with the eye of faith and beginning to see the, the body of Christ the way that the Father sees the body of Christ. Amen. Through the lens of who he's made her to be. Hallelujah. Full of authority, full of power, full of victory, full of freedom, full of influence, full of blessing, full of joy, full of glory, full of his goodness. Amen. Working and moving amongst the church, the, the, the world and, and actually making an influence and discipling nations among amongst the world God's wanting to do more he's wanting to do more so when I'm when I'm singing you know I, I was telling the choir this morning when I'm singing songs like there's nothing that God can't do I'm not just thinking about him working something out in my life, though I know that's part of it. Because seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. But, but I'm seeing by, 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 by what God is wanting to do, I'm saying there's nothing impossible. Man, this community can be taken. What if High Springs and Alachua was known like Spokane, Washington was back in the day when John G. Lake was there as the healthiest city in the world? Glory to God. What, what if High 
High Springs and Alachua, people, instead of running to Shands in Gainesville to get healed, they ran to Alachua and High Springs because they knew that the body of Christ was being set on fire in, in, in uh, Alachua and High Springs. And they knew if they could just get into the, into the area, there would be a miracle that would take place in their body. Come on, the shadow uh, uh, of Peter as he walked by fell on people and they began to, to be healed. They took claws from the body of Paul. Who, who came up with that? I don't know, but somebody said, let me get a little piece of cloth that's been sitting by Paul that I can lay it on a sick folk. Glory to God so they can be healed. What if God wants to do everything that he has done in the days gone by and more? And more. And still more. I'm just saying God is looking to do more in this hour and this day. And, 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 and he's looking for a, a body. And he's look, I believe he has bodies all across the world that are, that are crying out, God, do it. God, move. God, do what you want to do. I believe he's, he's got people all across this nation and all across the world. I believe there, there's churches in China that are crying out for revival in America. I believe there's churches in, in, in North, there's Christians probably in North Korea that are on their knees crying out for revival in America. I believe that God is using people all across the world to, to every single one whose heart is to go after him. And he's taking the, those prayers and using the, the, that authority that he's given man to begin to move and to shift things in a way that they've not been shifted before. You can sense it. You can pick up on it. It's moving. It's stirring in our hearts. Glory to God. And God always does something in the spirit before it's displayed in the natural. He always does something and births something in the heart of man before it can come out and be displayed in the natural. He had to put into Moses that he was a deliverer and put into him the deliverance that would soon come to, to a whole nation. But I believe that in this hour, in this day, God is putting into our hearts the deliverance for our nation, the deliverance for this land in our hearts before we see it in the natural. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he wants to do that? What if, what if when the Bible says, if those that are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, that I will come and I'll heal their land. What if the word is true? Come on, what if the word is true? What if one person called by, by his name would humble themselves and begin to cry out to God, God, heal this land, heal this nation, heal this, the, the, these people, heal the, this land, heal us. We humble ourselves. We realize that even here in our house, we, we need to change. Even in my own life, I need to change. So I humble myself before you. That's the first step. I humble myself. But then I'm also going to cry out for healing to our land, God, because I believe that you're big enough to do it. I believe you're big enough to change. I believe you're big enough to cause America to be a beacon of light to the world once again. I'm not going to go down the, the river with the tide of this world and just believe all the, all the language that this world is speaking and even some in the church about what America is doing. But I'm going to believe what God has declared about our land. I'm telling you, God is wanting to do more. And really what's on my heart tonight is just to, to stir us again to, to begin to grab hold of some of the things pastor spent the last two weeks before, before this Sunday, restirring the, 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 the coals of our hearts where revival is concerned. And as I was worshiping the Lord this morning, the, just the thought of, of, of revival being, being in the air. I re, I remember pastor talking about the charismatic move and how he said it was almost like it was just in the air. There was just something in the air and, and, and you, you, you bump into people. And, and God's just moving in the businessman and in, and in the doctor and in the lawyer and, and in, the, in, the, in the school teacher and in the, in the one that's working here and working there. And there's people that are being filled with the Holy Ghost all across, all across the city. You'd run into people in the store and, and, and it was just on their lips about, about what God was doing. There was like there was something in the air. Well, I'm telling you, there is revival that is birthed in the air again. And it's coming to, to where we're at. But we have to continue 
contend for it. We can't just sit back and say, God, I hope that you do it. We must contend for what is, is on the agenda for of, the, of heaven and begin to contend for the revival that God wants to do and begin to cry out, heal our land. Father, make it so in this place. Make it so in High Springs and Alachua. Maybe you're not to the place where you can see it being done in the nation, but begin to see it done in your neighborhood. Begin to see it done at your workplace. Begin to see it done in your school. Begin to see it done where you are walking. Begin to cry out for more. Begin to cry out for more. Don't be satisfied with what we've seen. Don't be satisfied with with those that are around you at your work just dying and going to hell. Don't be satisfied with them falling into this sin and that sin and just being in their lives being ate up with every single thing that that this world is trying to do. Begin to cry out, man, if you can't cry out for your for your whole workplace, begin to cry out for one coworker. I said if you can't cry out for your whole workplace yet, begin to cry out for one coworker. Well, that, that sounds like it might require some sacrifice. I'm telling you what, church, it is, the, it is a day that we're standing in where God is looking for those who are willing to decrease so that he can increase. And in the midst of, uh, of, of God wanting to prosper us and to bless us so that we can have influence, he's all, all along. The more we decrease, the more he can trust us with increase. He's looking for those that have a heart that are willing to get low and to be low so that he can exalt in the due time. He's looking for those that are willing to lay aside the pleasures of this world that, 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 that in many times and maybe in seasons that, uh, uh, of the past were, were okay, but in a season where God is, is blowing the trumpet to attention. Come on, there's a season uh, uh, in, in, in armies that, that when it, there's training time and there's some time where they have off, but then when the, when the trumpet begins to blast and the battle cry begins to go out, then the, the things that, that were, were uh, uh, occupying the, the soul time before have to be laid aside so they give attention to that to those trumpet blasts because they know it's time for action and I believe that is what we're standing in right now there's trumpet blasts that are going out before that one big trumpet blast hallelujah and God's blasting the trumpet of the battle cry to to ready the men and women of God that he is called to in this day to be beacons of light to be those that would would lay down their lives to, to go after the gospel to begin to sacrifice their own desires and their own will and maybe even what would seem fun and good because they would rather have what the will of God has said. And then though we, when we do that, man, we get everything that God has anyway. But he's just asking, who wants more? Who wants more? Who wants more? Who's willing to, to say, I, I've got to have more for my church? I've got to have more for my workplace. I can't be the only believer at my workplace. Man, God, you have to spread this. You have to use me. We're saying move, spirit move. Well, that can't be the cry of our heart only in these, in these walls. That has to be the cry of our life. Move, God. Move, move. Move in me in the mornings when I don't feel like getting up early and, and taking some time to pray, but I'm going to anyway. Lord, move in me whenever it's my break time and I'd rather be uh, cutting up with the guys, but instead I'm in the closet speaking life over them. And then I come out with a word from the Lord to speak in a due season that actually changes one of my co-workers life lord use me to do what i need to do whether it whether it's it's to sit and pray or whether it's to go out and speak or or whether it's to give somebody something or whether it's to lay hands on the sick and watch them to recover whatever it is god move and use me in this season in this day in this hour i want more i want more i gotta have more god I gotta have more, God. I'm not satisfied with what I've seen. I'm not satisfied to stand before you. And if, if Jesus, uh, the trumpet did blast and you were standing before the Lord at this moment and this day, would you be pleased with what, what you've stewarded and brought before him? I know, I know it's not a happy message. I'm sorry. But I'm telling you, there is a day where you will stand before Jesus and you will have to give an account and there won't, there won't be condemnation. He loves us. But there will be regret if we, don't, if we don't make sure we're stewarding the things that he puts in our life. 
And he's given us each influence. He's given us each talents, so to speak. And I know that it would be more fun to, to just talk about something that's positive and, and, and three ways to success. But I believe the cry of God's heart in this hour is not, is not just that only. He wants to speak an awakening to his church, to his bride in this hour because he's coming back for a church that is full of the power of God and full of the life of God and full of the love of God and full of the compassion of God. But not a false compassion that this world has begin, been, been uh, falling into. Not a false compassion that just says you're okay the way you are, but a real and true compassion that says there is is a way of escape for you. God has paid the price and laid down his precious son so that you would have a way to come back. That kind of compassion that actually trumps the world's compassion which leaves people the way they are in bondage and in chains and in shame and in, and in the darkness and the mire uh, 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 of sin and, and shame. But, but the true compassion, Jesus is the one that has true compassion. He looked upon the multitudes and he had compassion and he went and he delivered them. He didn't leave them the way they were. He didn't leave them the way that he found them. He didn't say, it's fine. You'll be all right. I'm dying on the cross. We'll see you in heaven. No, he moved. He was moved with compassion and he spoke truth and he gave of himself and he laid his life down. If we're going to move this world, if we're going to move our communities, if we're going to move our, our workplaces, if we're going to move our schools, this is the, this is the mode of, uh, uh, of operation that we have to follow. Lives laid down, given to him. Hallelujah. And I'm not saying that it's not, it's not going to be fun or, or it's going to be torturous or, or anything like that. Man, God, living a life yielded to God is, is the most satisfying thing that you can ever find yourself in. There's a part of you that is, come on, how many, how many have thought, man, I'd love to make a difference in people's lives? I mean, isn't that really the cry of all of our hearts? We want to make a difference in people's lives. We don't want to live and die and have no impact. I mean, heck, the name of our church is Impact Family Church. There's a cry of our heart that is saying, God, make us an impact on this land. Make us an impact. He didn't place us here just so that, so that we would have no, no influence. No, he's called us to have influence. He's given us influence. He's given us the ability to speak into people's lives. He's given us the ability to, to, to love and to, and to minister and to, and, to, and to give of ourselves. And, and, and that's the cry of, of our heart because it's the cry of his heart. He wants us to have more. We want the miracles. We want the signs. We want the wonders. We want the, the glory. We want the cloud. We want the, the fire. We want, we want it all. But more than that, I want to I be well-pleasing to Jesus. More than the fire, more than the cloud rolling in, more than, than legs growing out and people getting out of wheelchairs. I want to be pleasing to him. Hallelujah. There's, there's influence that God has placed in the hands of each and every one of us. I wasn't planning on going this route, but there's influence that God has placed in the hands of each and every one of us. And you may say, I, I'm not a person of influence. Quit buying into that lie. Quit buying into that lie. You are a person of influence. God has given you as a, as a, as a talent, so to speak, uh, of influence in, a, in, in, a, in a, uh, a, a circle that you run in. Whether it be your job, it, it would be people here at this, at this place, at this house. It, it's people in your family. It's people in, in, in the places that you go. And God has given you a, a, a talent of, of influence and, and uh, uh, of, 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 of uh, influence in those people's lives. And we're going to have to give an account of, God, what, what did we do with that influence? Did we win people to, to him? Did we influence people for the kingdom? Did we love? Did we sacrifice? Did we, did we give our all? Did we lay our life down in prayer for those people that God has put in, put in our path? Did we speak words that God was given or were we, were we too, too, uh, afraid of what man would think and had a greater fear of man than we do of God? And so we, we shied away from speaking truths and we bought into, to the, the lie of being, of being soft and sensitive and, and, and didn't 
speak a word. I'm not saying you be harsh with people, but I'm saying we have got to speak what God gives us to speak. We can't be speaking uh, uh, something in a season that God is not saying. It doesn't matter if it sounds good or if it's pleasing or what. We've got to be bold enough to share what God is saying for us to share. Whatever that is, if it's if it's a message uh, of, uh, of peace, if it's a message of love, if it's a message of God wants to deliver you out of what you're going through, whatever it is, we've got to fear God. We've got to have an honor of God and a love of God and have a, have a sense more to please God than ever to, to please what man thinks. We're not going to stand before man. We're not going to give account to man. But Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 says we will give an account of every word that we speak. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to go like this, but it's what's on my heart. We will give an account of every word that we speak. Well, you know, it doesn't matter. We can just say whatever. You can just do whatever. Well, you have the right to. God's given us the right to. But actually, when you got born again, gave yourself to him, you actually handed over your rights and said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. I don't have the right to offense. I don't have a right to a grudge. I don't have a right to, to, to keep account of what somebody said or what somebody does, whether right or wrong. I don't have a right to, to, to hold somebody in a, in a place that I'm not willing to hold myself. I don't have a right to keep track of the wrongs of, uh, uh, of a brother or sister in Christ. I don't have the right to, 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 to do whatever I want when it comes to, to serving the Lord. No, I have, I have given my right to him. I've been bought with a price. I'm not my own anymore. Well, that doesn't sound like the American way. Well, there's some of the American way that is not the God way. And being a self-made man and, 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 and free to do this and free to do that. There, there are rights that God has handed over to humanity because he, he has to have free will beings that would choose to go after him, that would choose to follow him, that would choose to lay their life down. And, and, and here's the beautiful thing about it. Those that, that want to find their life have to give it up. But it's in the giving up and the laying down of your life that you actually find what, you're, what you were born for. It's actually in the laying down of your own agendas and your own plans and, and your own thoughts and your own desires. And you say, God, I'm willing to just put all this aside and just go after you and to seek your will. I'm willing to forgive what so-and-so said. I'm willing to forget about what, what so-and-so did. I'm willing to pick up that mantle of prayer. I'm willing to pick up that mantle uh, of praise. I'm willing to pick up that mantle of, uh, uh, of, of love and mercy and showing mercy. I'm willing to do that, Lord. It's only only in the laying down of what you thought you were created for that you actually find what you were created for. I want more, God. I'm willing to backtrack. I'm willing to backtrack and, 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 and get back to the place where I, where I was in, in love with you. I'm willing to return to my first works so that I can get back to my first love. This is, the, this is the battle cry. It was the, is there a season in your life where you were more passionate about him? Come on, there, when I find myself losing passion for him, when I find myself losing that stirring, when songs aren't moving me like they were a week ago, <clears throat> when the messages aren't, aren't, aren't speaking, the Holy Spirit isn't speaking to my heart about the messages that I'm hearing the way they were last month, then I begin to hit my knees and say, God, search my heart. Tell, tell me what it is that's going on in me that's become bigger than you because I've got to be moved by the Spirit of God. I've got to have the passion of God burning in me. I've got to have his, his Spirit stirring. 
stirring my heart. I've got to have his heart uh, in, in mind stirring and moving. And, and there has to be, there has to be that, that kindling of that fire because I'm, I am not willing to have anything else. I cannot go through this life and not have more of God. If I don't have more of God today than I did yesterday, then I hit my knees and I cry out, God, search me, search me. Tell me what's going on. Why, why am I not stirred for you? Why is my heart not burning for you? I don't care what it is. I'll lay it aside. You got to be honest with yourself sometimes. You think we up here that, that lead and, and, and preach and minister don't have to sit down and be honest with ourselves and say, God, search us. Why are we not stirred like we were last year? Why were we not, why are we not stirred like we were last week? Hallelujah. Whatever it is, every man of God, every woman of God has to go through these things to begin to, to, to find the place where they're moving from glory to glory to glory to glory. Pastors are not exempt. Ministers are not exempt. Those that lead are not exempt. The, the Miss, Miss Iris is not exempt. Every single person has to go and search their heart and say, God, make me a flame. Make me a flame for your, for your name. You have to decide if you want more. You have to decide it. And you can, you can say, I want more. But, it, but you have to begin to say it from your heart and not just agree with wanting more. But I'm telling you, God wants so much more for you than you could ever imagine. In the scripture that I was sharing this morning in praise and worship, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, says he's able to do it exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think. Man, God is looking for those that would dare to believe big in this hour. He's looking for those that would dare to, to ask, ask for big things. Dare to, to, to think about the presence of God encamping around this community. Come on, God's looking for somebody who would dare to believe that big. Hallelujah. He wants more for us. In the Amplified Version, I'll just read this. It says, now to him... By the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose. Hallelujah. Say, carry out your purpose, God. Carry out your purpose in us. Father, we just, even right now, we say, carry out your purpose in this church. Father, you have given us a vision. You've given us a plan. You've given us a purpose. And Father, we declare that you will carry out your purpose in us in this church and in this body and in this hour, we won't fall from the place that you've called us. We won't move from the place that you've, that you've sent us. Father God, we'll continue to press in and to press after the things that you've called us to. And Father, we'll not, we'll not, we'll not move from the left nor the right, but we'll keep our eyes centered on you, the author and the finisher of the work that you started in us. And Father, we declare that the work that you have started in us and even the work that has been, been stirring even more recently in the things of of revival, Father God, those things that you have begun, you're faithful to bring it to completion in us for, for the glory of the Lord, not for our glory, not for man's glory, not to say, look at us, look what we have done, but for the glory of the Lord Jesus so that he's able to bring men and draw men unto him in this hour and in this day. And Father, we declare miracles and signs and wonders shall be done in this house. We declare that the glory of the Lord will fill this house where men will not be able to stand. We'll declare, we declare declare that the word of God will be preached with boldness and that men's lives will be changed and men's hearts will be set afire. And from this house, they will go out and fires will be started elsewhere because of, because of the glory of the Lord that has settled here in this place. And we thank you for it, Father God. We thank you for it. And it says that he's able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly, far over above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, our highest desires, our highest thoughts, our highest hopes, our highest dreams. I believe that God is looking in this hour for men and women that he can partner with and co-labor with in this day because he's needing those that would ask big dare to ask because he's able to do far above 
our highest hopes. What have you been hoping for in the body of Christ? Has your heart been dreaming? I encourage you, if you've not been hoping and dreaming for some things concerning the body of Christ, that you begin to ask the Lord, Lord, show me what, what, what it is I need to be believing for. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. And if we're going to move into, into what God has for us, we, be, we have to begin to hope big, to think big, to dream big. We have to give ourselves permission to dream and to think. Man, I'm, I was praying the other day, and, and, and as I was praying, I was just allowing myself to think beyond what. It, I was sitting over there on Monday night, and I was, we were praying for revival, and, and I was think, just beginning to allow myself to think what would be the craziest thing that I could imagine. And what I began to, to, to think about as I was praying in the Holy Ghost is, is someone that's in, uh, I always want to call it Area 51, but what's those apartments, 50? 51 place, not area 51. That's the place where the aliens are. Um, but I was beginning to imagine someone sitting in their apartment building, held up with pain in their leg. They couldn't move. And the glory of God going from this house as we were praying and creeping in their window, almost like a cloud, just coming in and settling over, over that person and the healing power of God working in their body. Boom, just like that. And then the Spirit of God begins to draw them and say, you got to go down and find out where your answer came from. God sent people that way here before. you got to go over to it. Isn't that how you found your way here, Miss Veronica? you got to go down there to impact. Well, praise God, that, that I'm thinking big because I want God to do bigger than that. That's, that's the wildest thing I could imagine that night. But God wants to imagine things bigger than that because he wants, us to do, he wants to do things bigger than that. So he's looking for those that he can co-labor with. So begin to allow yourself to hope again. Maybe you've lost your hope. Maybe you've, you've gotten into the routine of Christianity. You've gotten into the routine of, of just doing your thing in church and, and being a good Christian and, and, and serving at your local church. And, you, and, you, and you're doing all the things that God, that, that God ha, ha, has ordained and it's good and life is good and things are blessed and, 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 and things are going well. But, but begin to allow yourself to imagine what it would be like if God broke through the convenience of your life and began to move move in a way that you've never seen before. Begin to think big again. Come on, begin to think about if, if, the, if the glory of the cloud, cloud rolled off of Azusa Street and went down blocks and blocks away, then why can't God do that again? He just needs a people who believe it. He just needs a people who actually dare to believe that God wants to do something like that again. Amen. I'll, I'll get on a porch and begin to preach if that's what God leads me to do. But whatever God is leading you to do, begin to think and dream big again. Begin to, to let God build a hope in you for what he wants to do in this day. Maybe you don't have the faith for, for the nation to change yet. That's okay. But begin to imagine and begin to let hope build in your heart about what God wants to do. Because the word of God is pretty clear that he's wanting to move. He wants to do, he wants to bring seasons of refreshing and seasons of revival. And we're standing in a, in a time period where I believe he's wanting to do the biggest one yet. And I don't know if Jesus is coming right back at the end of it or not, but I do know we only have today to do what God has called us to do. We only have the hour that we live in to be, to be the church that God's called us to be. We can't dream about some other day. We have to dream and believe about the day that we stand in. We have to take advantage of the hour that we're in. Hallelujah. The gospel must be preached. But the, bo the body has to believe, has to begin to think, has to begin to dream big again. See the, see the churches on fire. <clears throat> Not just our own church, but, but when you drive down the road and you see this church and that church and, and the other church, man, why don't you, instead of thinking, whoa, well, well, they're not doing what they used to do or they're, why don't you begin to say, Father, your fire fall on every church that is gathered in your name. Fire fall, God. Fire fall, God. 
I wonder if God would, would begin to use the words of, uh, uh, of the church that actually knows their authority. Come on, God, God, you think God has given us this message of authority just for our own selves? He's given us and let us know about this message of authority so that we can turn men's eyes from darkness unto light, from the authority of Satan to the authority of God. And that will certainly affect this house and the people that come in these doors. But do you not believe that God wants to actually have an effect on this whole community? through the words of those that have learned about the authority of the gospel that belongs to us. God wants to use us. He wants to do more. Drive by those churches and speak fire, speak life, speak the the presence of God, speak strongholds of religion come down. Father, let the strongholds of religion that have kept them in one in one little area, let those strongholds come down in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying you have to spend hours in prayer for each church, but all I'm saying is stay sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying about the about the things that you're that you're doing. Stay sensitive. Let yourself begin to think along the lines of what He's thinking. Let yourself begin to see along the lines of what he's seeing and then partner with him, co-labor with him so that you can release power in this day and release the glory of God through the words that you're speaking. I'm telling you, there's a battle for our words as, as a church. Hallelujah. Begin to let those thoughts and dreams turn into belief. Let those, let yourself Dream big. I believe there's some people that, that are in business. God is wanting to expand your territory. And that's why pastor's been preaching these messages about finances, both on the, the, the warnings and the blessings, because God is begin, is getting us ready as a church to move some, some men and women of God to a higher place of finances, to a higher place of business, to a higher place of financial, uh, uh, financial influence. And because he's wanting to do that, he's prepping you. So begin to, to as pastor's preaching these messages and laying down doctrine, let those things begin to, to come alive in your heart and begin to daydream with God, not apart from God for your own pleasure, but begin to daydream with God about what he's called you to do as a man or woman of God with influence and financial resource. Begin to see yourself paying paying uh, uh, for a crusade and sending Brother Alam uh, uh, the check to, to fund a, fund a uh, uh, crusade. Begin to see yourself uh, uh, being able to pay for, for a special meeting uh, uh, evangelist meeting for our church. Begin to see yourself uh, sending sending aid to to one of the missionaries to to begin to do a project that's been on their hearts in their in their community. Begin to see yourself uh, uh, purchasing something that God's laid on your heart to give to somebody else in the body. Begin to see yourself. Begin to daydream about what God has on His heart for you. Begin to think big. Take these warnings and take these blessings and hide them in your heart and let them become well grounded in your heart and begin to prepare yourself. Don't just hear messages and forget and, and, and lose the time of your visitation. When you hear these messages and you see that God is saying things, he's saying things about finances and he's saying things about revival. Take those things and begin to hide them in your heart and begin to let those things get, get root down in there. And then, and then say, God, what is it that you're saying to me? Because what God's saying to brother so-and-so may not be what he's saying to you, but what he's saying to you will cause you to increase in the area that he's speaking in. Maybe it's not on your, your heart to, 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 you just can't wrap your head around, around the glory of God reaching into an apartment building. Well, can you wrap your head around you having enough finances to, to sponsor a, a, a crusade? What is it that God's speaking to you about that you need to expand your vision in? What is it? What more is he is he giving? I mean, we're each gifted in, in different ways. And, and, and we're don't buy in the lie that, that there's some people that are prayers and some that are not. That's a lie. <clears throat> That's a lie. We're all prayers. 
We're all prayers. We're all we're all we're all word people. Amen. We're all we're all uh, uh, spiritual folk. There's not one person in here that's disqualified from functioning in in the gifts of the Spirit operating in what God has for us to operate. So don't buy into that lie and don't don't hear that when I'm with what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is is that that we're each gifted in different ways, and God will emphasize different things in our lives. So so as He's emphasizing different things, maybe He's emphasizing you in a season of prayer right now and you're you're digging in like never before but but maybe maybe you're praying but but you just seem it seems good to to really start digging into to the things about finances because God's ready is getting ready to move you in a higher place of finances whatever God's leading you into seek that thing and steward that thing so that when 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 the things that he's wanting to do that he's prepping for us in this day when he's ready to do them we're ready to move and ready to go with him we're ready to flow with him. We're ready to write the check when the check needs to be written. We're ready to, 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 to be bold and to speak and to preach whenever, whenever we're, we're, God moves on our heart to do it. Prepare and steward the season and the seeds that God is planting in your life right now. Steward those things and get yourself ready and prepared so when you do hear the trumpet that, that it's time to move into action, you're already in place and you already have what God's been saying. And in saying that, don't despise what God is moving in somebody else's life. Can I just say that? Don't look at what somebody, what God is doing in somebody else's life and, and say, because it's not what he's speaking to me, I despise that. Honor one another. Honor one another. Well, I just don't want to be crazy like Steve. Well, don't be crazy like me. That's fine. But be, be crazy about what God's doing in your heart. Be crazy about what God's leading you into. I don't want to stand up and weep in front of people. That's fine. God may not be calling you to stand up and weep in front of people. That's all right. But move and go and declare more and go after more in the areas that God is calling you to. But I will tell you this, that God, God does, does want each of us to be full of passion, full of love, full of fire, full of prayer, full of witnessing, full of going after him. That, that's not something that's a specific person type of thing. That is someone that is filled with God, and that is each and every one of us. But if you feel impressed that God is moving you and preparing you to get, to get ready in finances, man, steward that thing because God is moving in that, in that area. He's wanting to bring some people up. I'm telling you that. God's wanting to bring some people up into a new level. Hallelujah. More. Just say more. More, God, we want more. I'll wrap up here, but, but as, we're, as we're dreaming more, as we're dreaming bigger, as we're beginning to believe bigger, turning our hopes into, into belief, then begin to speak bigger. Can we, can, I, I know we're a word of faith church and we've heard messages on speaking probably countless times and I know you've heard it but are you doing it I know you've heard it but are you doing it are you speak see sometimes I find myself in a place where I know better than to speak negative things I know better than to say well we're never going to make it <laughs> or well, the church is going to hell in a handbasket. I know better than to say those kind of things, right? But not saying the negative things is not releasing power for what God wants to do. And so do a checkup as we're, as we're going after more and as God is ask, asking us to begin to, to, to think bigger and to, to partner with him so he can do exceedingly and abundantly and above all that we ask or think. So you have to do both, right? You can't just think big. can't just believe big. You have to ask big. You have to speak big. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, right? Those that ask, it's given. Those that knock, the door's open. Those that seek, fine. There's the response in our, on our end. And so as we're, as we're, as we're speaking... Man, or as we're moving forward and going after more, begin to speak more. Obey your heart and begin to say the things that God's saying. You know, there's, I, I really believe 
that there is a battle for our words. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 10. We'll just hit these real quick and then then we'll pray and call it a night maybe. Proverbs chapter 10. I just want to I just want to hit these cuz I want to I want to show what how how important our words are. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 11 says the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. Then verse 20 says the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. Then go down to verse 21. The lips of the righteous feed what? Many. Isn't that interesting? The lips of the righteous feed many. I wonder if God is trying to get us to speak life and speak truth and speak the things that he's seeing and speak the things that he believes so that many will be fed in this hour and this day. The lips of the righteous feed many. Verse 31 you know this one. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom. Verse 32. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable. This is talking about you. Proverbs chapter 18. Verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. So it shows us here where even in our own lives, we, we get what we're saying. Amen. And then the way we have an effect on others from what we're saying. Verse 21, of course, we all know this one. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. God is looking for us to begin to speak what he's speaking. Turn over to Joshua chapter 1. Verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your shall not depart from your but you shall meditate it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it, for when you will for then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Um, it's interesting to me that Joshua was called to take land and to take territory, but the thing that God said was don't let this word depart from your mouth. Josh, uh, then we already mentioned Matthew chapter 12 and verse 33 through 37. It says that, that we'll give an account for the words that we're saying. We as the church have influence in this hour and this day. And what the lie of the enemy is, is to keep us silent about every single thing that he's doing so that power is not released for change. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying become a street preacher, but what I'm saying is, man, when, you're, when, when the news flashes and, and you see the, the, the Google report and, and, and maybe it's on Twitter or maybe it's on Facebook or whatever else, instead of buying into the, what goes before your eyes, why not instead, because you've been dreaming big, because you've been thinking big, because you're beginning to see your community taken over with the presence of God and you're beginning to see the glory of God uh, uh, move in a way, not, maybe you're not seeing it in the natural, but in your heart you're beginning to see it. And because you're beginning to see it, you're actually beginning to believe it. And so when those things come across the line, you're not speaking and seeing and believing those things. You're instead beginning to release the power of God. God, I know that this decision was made, but what I believe is that the angels of God are going out and influencing men on behalf of the church and that the plan of God is going forward in America and the things of God are, are on the rise and on the increase in our land and not on the decrease. Begin to speak truth. Begin to see the, the realities that God is, God is calling us into. There's more for us to see. Hallelujah. And so you always see this progression of, uh, turn over real quick to Jeremiah. Chapter 29. Somebody say hurry up and close to you. <laughs> uh, 
verse 11, very familiar, familiar verse. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. He's not done with us. I'm talking about the church. I'm talking about the nation. I know I'm hitting on that a lot tonight, but I'm, I'm trying to stir in your heart to quit thinking about the, the things of this world just getting darker and darker and begin to see what God is seeing. Come on, we can't be in one hand believing for revival and speaking revival and then on the other hand cursing uh, about the darkness that, that we see around us. Come on, isn't that what James says, you know, that you spewed, you spewed darkness and light out of the same old mouth? Tame the tongue. <laughs> don't, don't be speaking, at, well, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about it. Oh, I thought God said do all things without grumbling and complaining. Well, I don't like what's going on. Well, then do what, what you can do, which is begin to pray and speak life. I'm thoroughly convinced that if the church would do as much praying and speaking and releasing into the atmosphere as they do complaining on Facebook, that the, the, the revival that we're believing for would, be, would already be in bigger motion than, than, than it is now. Now, if you have, feel called to, to, to address an issue, do what you got to do, obey your heart. But, but there's so many so much wasted words, so much wasted words that, that are in, in, the, in, in this season where the church is complaining and, and wringing their hands and, 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 and downing this and downing that instead of rising up and speaking truth and speaking life and declaring what God is saying over this day and this hour. Man, if we're believing God for the greatest revival that, that has ever come to hit, this, to hit this nation and hit this planet, then we better be, be choosing our words wisely and saying what with the authority that God has given us because if we're the same authority that that speaks life can also speak death and so God has not not uh, commissioned us to speak death and to speak wrong and to speak uh, demise he's he's called us to speak life so begin to speak life over the things that you see going down the tunnel of death begin to speak life and begin to raise those things back up to the place that God has for them you have authority and you have influence and we're going to give account for the words that we're we're speaking in this hour, in this day, and I don't know about you, but I want to be one that stands before the Lord and say, I spoke what you were speaking. I stewarded the words that you were saying in my, in my season. I stewarded the things that you were doing. I began to, to stand and, and not fear man and fear what man would think of me, but I began to stay in my place and begin to speak out the truth that you're saying in this hour, in this day. And that doesn't mean to be mealy-mouthed or, or not say something that needs to be said. I'm saying the exact opposite. Say what God was having you to say say what God is having you to say is that clear I'm not I'm not banging on anything I'm just saying make sure our words are what God is saying hallelujah so you always see this progression here where you know God's thoughts then you begin to desire them. you believe them for them you begin speaking At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.